Hello, everyone. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm the host of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast, and you're about to listen to part two of a three-part series for Georgia college students who majored in marketing and graduated this May. I apologize in man. There's an echo. We did the recording in a remote location, so but please listen in. I know there's an echo, but what these students did was a, a great thing, and I appreciate what they did, so please listen in, and here we go. and welcome to another episode of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. And today I have with me a group from Georgia College and they have done a marketing project on this podcast, Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs. They are the second group. So I'm just going to get right into it, guys. Let's, let's talk about you guys. I want them to introduce themselves. Let's get to know them before we talk about the project and some surprises that I have for you guys on Ooh. the episode to test your marketing skills. Ooh. So That's on the say. fly. So uh, Heather, tell us about yourself, where you come from, how and why did you want to become a marketing major? Yeah, so hi everyone. I'm Heather Cerny. I'm from Duluth, Georgia. Currently attend Georgia College in Milledgeville. And yeah, I've been passionate about marketing for about the past four or five years. Um, so what actually got me into marketing was when I was a senior in high school, I started my own Etsy shop where I make little lanyards and wallets. So like you can put your ID in or put some cash and cards in and stuff like that. So yeah, I started Etsy shop in high school and then just kept it going all through college. It's still going on now. And yeah. Avery. All right. Yeah, I am Avery Carpenter. I'm also from Duluth, Georgia. We actually figured out as a group right before we got here that we are all from Duluth, Georgia. We live about, or we're from about within a 10 mile radius of each other, which is crazy. Yeah. We didn't even know that. But uh, what, was the, what were the questions? What am I supposed to answer? Tell me about yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. Why did you become a marketing major? And uh, right, we'll so get into the harder questions. We later. all know we're seniors. Um, I have a radio show on the campus radio station. I also work at the Japanese restaurant downtown as a server. So I have a bit of a food background as well as a bit of a podcast background. So I really enjoy doing this project with you guys. Um, I became a marketing major because both my parents uh, were business majors and my mom uh, worked in corporate marketing for a number of companies, Sprint, um, Nextel, Aflac, and uh, she inspired me to... Uh, get into marketing and I just enjoy uh, working on the strategic side of a business and um, creating a plan uh, for long-term growth and that's that's something that I enjoy doing. Elena. Last but not least my name is Elena Hamadi and I'm also from Duluth as we said before. Um, I actually started college as a psychology major. I kind of started that because I had the thing of oh I want to help people and I started getting into that and I was like I don't know if psychology is really for me so I switched to the business school after about a year and that's around the same time I started my own little business with the direct sales company Beachbody and I've been doing that for about two years and I've kind of created this team and company of college age women and we share fitness tips and workouts and nutrition type programs and we've actually ranked in the top 200 of the company the past two years so that has taken up a lot of my time besides my studies but I chose marketing after psychology because I feel like it gives me the opportunity to still help people and I also come from a family of entrepreneurs my parents started their own company really young in their 20s they were not college graduates 
Uh, but they really inspired me of you can be successful if you put your heart into something and if you find a passion. So I come from a whole family of entrepreneurs and I feel like marketing goes really well with that and it still gave me a chance to help people. So that's kind of my story. So I want to tell the audience a little something. Um, one is, is that when you guys did the presentation, obviously I'm assuming your professor said it had to be business attire and that you Absolutely. had to dress up. Mm-hmm. So I was going to let you guys off the hook, but I thought I might go toe to toe with Renee and that would not be a good situation. So, <laughs> Definitely not. But I did want you guys to be casual and everyone that comes in the podcast, I've asked them to be casual because I feel that in the marketing world, creativity and self-expression is a big deal. And so I wanted you guys to be yourself as you came in here, especially going into the marketing world. I mean, you graduate, I believe, is it May 10th is the last day of classes? Yes. So yes. when yes. do you guys graduate? 11. May 11th. What? They give you one day off? <laughs> Not even one Not day. Even day. Right? Like, of course. You need like three days to party and enjoy it before <laughs> the big I'll day. I'll be partying. <laughs> April be there. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a big deal and it's not easy and um, I don't, you know, so many people go to college but but really it, not everyone graduates and and not everyone majors in what they want to and and does what you guys did and has the opportunities you have and I think you're very lucky in that you got to do a project like this and experience other companies. And so let's talk about dreams and goals. Like now you graduate um if you could look 5, 10, 15 years, I don't care how many years, what would it be that you're, you would like for your life, Heather? Oh, that's a big question. Yeah. Long loaded, term, very loaded. Very loaded. <laughs> I won't hold you to it, I promise. No, no, it's great to think about as well. Um, yeah, so short-term plans are to graduate within a month, hopefully. And then long-term plans, um, I do love having my own Etsy shop right now. I love being my own boss. It's wonderful. Um, it's a great job to have in college. I strongly recommend that if you are someone who needs to work from home or that's an option for you and you have something you make that you're good at and you know people want to buy, Etsy would be a really great outlet for that really good distribution channel. But um, so as far as the future, I'm planning on moving back to Atlanta and currently job searching right now. So we'll see how that goes. But I'd love to start, um, you know, like a career in a company where there's room for growth, like personal growth and promotions and just moving up the corporate ladder. You know? Are you going to stay in marketing? Yes, that's my plan. So we'll see what God has prepared for me. But for right now, that's the plan. Yeah. So just so everyone knows, I keep wanting to call Avery Christopher because it is his first name and it is his email. So I'm a little bit, I've disassociated. So I'm having to practice here. Avery, you know, where do you want to be? Uh, Well, short term, I really just, I want to focus on gaining more experience. I don't really have uh, much professional experience currently. So right now I'm uh, applying for sales job, sales positions, intro, sorry, intro, what's it called? What's the... What's the term? Entry-level sales positions right now. I have a few interviews coming up, actually. Uh, So from there, I just want to get a couple years under my belt, uh, learn a specific industry. I know I'm uh, applying for some software companies, some insurance companies, uh, learn an industry. Then maybe from there, go back to grad school, uh, learn even more, just (laughs) get get as much knowledge and uh, information as possible. And then uh, I don't even know from there. I just, uh, like Heather said, work my way up the corporate ladder and uh, hopefully one day I'll find myself in more of a strategic position where I can have more control. Awesome. 
Elena. Again, last but not least. Um, actually, the past summer I spent interning in New York City with a public relations firm. We worked with several high-profile real estate and hospitality clients around the country, and I didn't know if public relations was something I would enjoy, but I absolutely loved it. But even more so, I love New York City, so that's kind of my end game. Um, I've spent the past two years running my own business, and I never really realized. I mean, coming from a family of entrepreneurs, I guess you kind of see it as a child, but you don't really understand. It's hard when you're your own boss to turn it off and to walk away, especially when you're passionate about what you do. I know, Heather, with your Etsy shop, oh, it's yeah. always like, okay, it's bedtime, but let me send back one more email or let me edit this last graphic. And it's always something like that. So I think I would like to continue with what I do on the side, at least, because I'm so passionate right. about it. But I also love being in the professional field, um, especially in New York City. And so hopefully a sales job up there at the end of the summer. But for now, after working through some health problems, I need to get my own business back on track. And that's kind of my goal. And so I used to, I lived in, well, I, we have a facility in New York City in Brooklyn. So I've actually lived in New York City basically on and off for, since 2005. I'm so <laughs> it's amazing. I, I recommend it. It's very high paced. Mm -hmm. like, and then it's hard once you leave any city, I think, to sort of slow down, which, so living in Colorado is a way different pace for me. But I, I love I New York City. I love the competitiveness. Yes. I love, and, I had an employee that interviewed for me and he said it best to me he, and he was applying for a sales job and he's, and we were talking about, you know, can you handle the New York city market? Mm -hmm. Because it is so cutthroat. He goes, you know what I love about New York city is people don't stab you in the back. They stab you in the front and they let you know <laughs> right. they're going to stab you in the front. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, you're higher because that is exactly what happens. But mm -hmm. it, you know where you stand always. And you know, New York City, it's awesome. Yes. And uh, so I love your dream. And Thank I love you. all of your guys' dreams. Seriously, you should have them. I recommend each of you, you know, as a pseudo mentor to make a vision board and look it up. Love I've vision just boards. I do love I just redid mine. Um, I love it. And Deborah's like, you're a very lofty person. Well, once I accomplish a vision board, I got to make a new one. Exactly. So, right. right. Um, you know, and they end up happening faster if you can visualize them every day. So where in New York City did you did you live? I lived in the East Village, okay. which is around NoHo. If you're yep, familiar. around 8th Street and... I worked on 12th Street, but I lived on Bond Street. My uncle lives there, and so I got to stay with him throughout the summer, which was a pretty nice so place. So NYU. So I, I spent a lot of time in the East Village. Wow. I was actually just there with... What my stepdaughters and Deborah. So awesome. Um, we, I go to New York any chance I can get. And our uh, Deborah's daughter just got an internship in marketing in New York okay. this summer. Oh, as wow. She's a junior, so it's pretty exciting. New York's a, a, a fun place. Oh, so. it's yeah. so much fun. So here's what I'm going to offer you guys that I offer everyone. I you know it before, but I will give you all referral letters that you can use for the rest of your life. And it's not going to be a blanket referral letter that I give to every single person that completed the project. Part of this podcast is so I get to know you guys, so I can write the letter. It's also so we can share with the audience all of your experiences so you can share it with people and, and let people know. And this is good practice for you guys as marketing because marketing is communication. And in my opinion, podcasting is becoming quite the way of communicating with people and marketing. So that being said, I will write each of you a personal recommendation letter that you can have. I will also give you my phone number and my email and you guys can use it for a referral anytime you want. Um, none of you failed or fell on your face <laughs> during the presentation. So I think all groups did well. Thank you know, you. they're in marketing. I don't think there's any, 
any failures. I think things happen or things don't catch on, but it's about being creative. And in marketing, more than anything else, more things fail than succeed when it comes to testing a market. And I know that firsthand. It's a lot of trial and error. It's seeing what works. While research and statistics matter, they're still looking backwards. And so marketing and being creative means looking forward. So I loved your project. I love that you had to actually be educational with it. I think it's amazing and I think it's important to build a foundation. But I encourage all of you as you move forward to be innovative, to be entrepreneurial, even if it's in a job for someone else and think forward. Mm -hmm. Um, In sales, build relationships with people, seriously. Mm -hmm. And as entrepreneurs, it's all about the story. It's all about the relationship. And, and the money will follow. If you focus on the right. money too hard, the mm-hmm. money doesn't come because you're so focused on it. Like really be passionate about what you do. And, uh, and I want to talk about your two little businesses and stuff a little bit later, but I want to keep going. So I wanted to offer you guys that because I think you guys did do so well. I keep hitting the microphone. So <laughs> it's, uh, and the other studio, it's set up different, so I'm not used to it. And I talk with my hands quite a bit, as everyone can see. It's my Italian heritage. And, uh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, thank you so much for those letters. We really appreciate it. Yes, Definitely. Of I don't know if it'll help. And I know you guys are, I don't know, do any of you have jobs lined up after you get out of school? Currently, no. Not officially, no. but some stuff no. in the mix. Like and I, I would say don't be afraid of it. You know, I didn't jump into a job right away. I took a few months before I did it and I got into finance and I ended up hating it. <laughs> so, um, I can't work for someone else. Like I'm, I color way outside the lines as you guys can probably tell right. from the podcast. So I do encourage you to go get experience in whatever you want to do. I encourage both of you to, to continue to be entrepreneurs. Thank you. And I'm, in addition to my phone number and email, I will be a lifelong mentor as long as I'm alive anyway for you guys. <laughs> that's because amazing. That's Thank you. what I want to do for you guys. And I talk about it on the previous podcast with the other group, but I didn't have it graduating from school and why I had my father and I had people that I worked with that were my mentors. I didn't have someone that was detached from it mm-hmm. that I really could have learned from or that was really a true entrepreneur like I wanted to be like Deborah and I, you know, do well together because she's a true entrepreneur. She knows how to go out and start a business. And, you know, my father came from a corporate world before he was an entrepreneur. And I, that's not the path I chose. You know, Mm -hmm. I chose getting the experience. And then within very little few years in food, I was out doing as many other businesses as I could. So, um, I'm here, take it or leave it. It's just, up to you guys you know i'm not going to chase you guys down for sure (laughs) because i want you to want it and i you know Mm -hmm. it works if you work it that's how it goes absolutely appreciate that justin yeah Yeah, we'll we'll take you up on that yeah i know my time and i'll make time for you guys anytime so i believe relationships are important i believe you're the next generation in this world of entrepreneurs and business-minded people and you get to change the world if you want to. You have your whole life. And if someone would have came to me and said, I'll help you mm-hmm. do whatever you want and I will help you live your dreams and I will help you change the world through entrepreneurs, then I think that's so important because I didn't know this fully until I did the podcast but I, and, I, and I assumed it because so many entrepreneurs are so giving. But being an entrepreneur also means that you give a lot. You mm-hmm, volunteer your right. time. You give money away because you know you can go earn more. And so they're a little more flexible in doing that. And I don't have a real schedule. Like I work and I make sure I put in the work I need to get the job done. So that could mean 20 hours this week. Exactly. That could mean 120 hours next week. Right. 
But what it also gives me the time to do is make sure I'm there for my family mm -hmm. and make sure I'm there for, you know, volunteer projects and then there for you guys if mm -hmm. you need something. Because you guys did us a huge benefit. Obviously, you're doing it for a grade and so you can graduate and get that degree, right? <laughs> you know. But really, goal. you do us a favor. So the other thing you can do is I'm not going to hold you accountable to the NDA. It was, I love that we signed one, but... I want you to be able to share what you did. So take, if you need references or you need a portfolio or you want to show someone something you worked on, you can take that, share it. If someone takes idea, I'm not, not going to be scared. I'm actually, I'll, I'll love it because I'm like, okay, challenge accepted. Yeah. I'm a competitive person. So, you know, and that pushes me harder. So please go out and, and use it. It's yours also. You guys Thank created you. it. It's I not, appreciate that. while yeah. it was for this podcast and for me and Deborah and our company, the reality is, is it would take a lot of work to replicate what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So in that case, I want you to go showcase what you guys have done on this project it's important and it was well done i got a chance to finger through your plan quite a bit before you came over because i wanted to make sure i was uh -huh. prepped sure so you guys did a great job Thank and i you. love Thank that you. each group came up with their own creative things mm -hmm. and you know you're all brilliant in your own way and it just needs to be harnessed and um you know you so now that I'm done talking, because I love talking, <laughs> um, let's talk about, you know, what what did you love about the project? What was your favorite aspect of it, Heather? Okay, there were a lot of favorite parts of it, but um, one of my favorite things was, like, in the project, there are three alternatives that we each recommended, and that was a part where we could get together as a group beforehand and just talk about three different strategies basically to hand to you guys um one of them involved doing a twitter account specifically for this one of them involved a youtube account and there were just different components to each one but that was the part where we got to come together and then separate do our work then come back together and put it all together so i like the alternatives yeah avery uh for me it was listening to your podcast and thinking about what exactly is it that people like about this podcast and for me i was thinking uh it's authentic uh, it's by two professionals. Um, people can come if they just want to hear people talk about food. They can just hear talk, people talk about food and new products and all sorts of new innovations. Or if, uh, like you said, aspiring entrepreneurs want to come on and uh, uh, learn industry tips or um, uh, learn about the ups and downs, it's not always easy to become a, a business owner. And, and you, they can come to this podcast and hear about those trials and tribulations. Uh, so then it was just thinking about why people listen to that and then creating a plan based off that and uh, creating something, just a, a promotional tool of some sorts uh, that would that they could look at briefly and get them to tone in, hone in on what the podcast is about and then go listen to the podcast. Elena. Okay. Um, originally, my favorite part was meeting with you guys at first because, like I said, I have this entrepreneurial spirit. So hearing your story was really cool and hearing how you have food service partners, but that was really successful, but that wasn't the end of the road. It's like, okay, what's the next thing we can do? What's the next step? How can we expand off this? So that was awesome. Um, but of the actual project that we made, my favorite part was definitely the graphics and the social media, partially because I love Canva. I do that a lot for my own business. And recently my dad is getting involved in a new entrepreneurial kind of business going on. So he's asked me to help him with his brochures and things like that. So it really tied into things I do all the time. So I loved creating those for you guys and hopefully putting you onto Canva will be a good open door for you to be more successful in social media than you guys already are. 
So plug time. Ready? What is your business on Etsy? Okay, so on Etsy, it's kind of a long name, but it's called Handmade Items by HLC. All the other short names were taken, so I believe that. <laughs> but just for short, it's HLC, because um, I'm Heather Cerny. So, um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's good. If you just search that on Etsy, it should come up. It's also in my Instagram bio. So, yeah. so Handmade by HLC? Yeah, Handmade Items by handmade HLC. Handmade Items by HLC. That's okay, so cool. Plug. Radio show. Like my radio show, mm-hmm. yes. You can find the recordings on SoundCloud at on it's a it's called Division Two with Colby and Avery. It's a sports talk radio show. Uh, we do talk a little bit about local Georgia college sports, but mostly about national sports. So it's for everybody. Uh, take a <laughs> listen. And it's every Wednesday at six o'clock. And then the recordings will be released later that night. Uh, and so will you continue this on after school? Um, probably not, especially just because. Uh, my co-host and I are both from different areas. He's from Savannah, Georgia, and I'm from Atlanta. So logistically, that wouldn't work. Uh, I would love to get back into another radio show or another start my another podcast uh, eventually. I don't know. Uh, I don't have any plans for it right now, but I definitely love doing it and uh, could see myself doing that in the future. I encourage you to do something, even if it's for now just doing sports by yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And learn to talk and present by yourself because... When you're up on stage or you're talking to employees, you've got to perfect that skill. And I'm not great at it. And this is where I am, you know, 19 years later, 20 years later of talking on stage. So before I was even worse, if you can imagine that. And um, but it is I would encourage you not to stop because, you know, if I could go back to your age, there's certain things that I took off. I, I kind of stopped some of my entrepreneurial things, even though it was burning in my heart or things I didn't even know I was doing well or had passion about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was 27 by the time I really, you know, I was in the family business. So entrepreneur all the way, getting new contracts, things like that and marketing the company and, and trying to start new business. But it wasn't until 2007 or I was 27, it uh, happens to be the same around. It's kind of funny how that works, actually. <laughs> I just thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always near the age of the year. But it's um, but it's important, and I think I encourage you guys to do it now and, and get a head start. And even though you have jobs, have something else you do. Working out is obviously important, in my opinion, because it keeps me sane, and mm-hmm. I need it for an hour, an hour and a half every day. And I agree. Like, That's right. a lot. And I'm like, you have no idea. When you work all the time, you need to be able to shut shit down for a while. <laughs> have that So, yeah. yeah. Um, so working out is one thing I want to talk about. I want to plug you, but I do encourage you to continue to, to figure out a way to do that. And it's not that hard to set it up. And I will promote it for you through the show. Absolutely. And, and, I, will, and I, will, I will push it out there for you. So I, can, I encourage you to do it and, and figure out what it is. And if you want to talk to me about it, there's probably something in your career or in your life we could also do. But if you're doing sports now, let's go the sports route and get some practice in and figure out how to do it and if you want help or you want something to do I, I'm more than here and I have an outlet to push it out through so right, well, thank you, we Justin. didn't say so this cool. yet but I will be launching my own podcast out, app, app outlet so to do cool. multiple different ones okay Cool. So what the career has done is it's led us to better with bacon fat studios because I think everything is better with bacon fat <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so of course, yeah 
you know, I will help out with that for free. I don't want anything. I will even give you the outlet to do it for free. You just got to buy your own microphones, figure out how to record it, and we can push it out to whatever outlets you want. So that's gotcha. out there. Well, I really appreciate it. That's I'll awesome. definitely yeah. take you up on that. Yes. Yeah. So, Elena. What was the question? <laughs> um, plug? Give a plug about what you do now. Like, you've talked about the last two yeah. years. Um, a couple years ago, I mean, after freshman year, I think everyone can relate. It was like the freshman 15 and everyone talks about it. And so it was always, everyone would work out around spring break and eat super healthy. And then it was back to like the McDonald's and the late nights out downtown. And it just kind of caught up with me. I had Lyme disease a few years ago and it's something that's always been a struggle for me off and on. And so I realized healthy has to come first. And you talked about working out. Um, so I just started really slow and I bought a beach body program offline and I lost 30 pounds with it and I loved it. And then I found out you can actually sell them. And so I was like, you know what? All my friends are always asking me to work out with me and I'm over it. I don't want to be having to be with all these people all the time when I'm at the gym. So I was like, you guys can actually order your own through me. And I kind of started really slow. I never intended for it to become a business, um, but more and more people were interested. And I started sharing primarily on Instagram, which is where I still share on my personal page. And it just grew and grew into something I never imagined. And can you do, do you it. mind sharing your page and your Instagram? No, so of course. It's my personal page. It's Elena.Hamadi, A L A I N A dot H A M A D E. And that's where I've done all of my marketing, and everything has seriously come from that page. So it's awesome. Yeah, and so I know the next group that's coming, I'll just talk about this, but I think it's good that you tie your personal name to your brands, um, and here's why. And while I agree the way things used to be done, you take the name off of it, and so I like what they said. They actually will talk about the next podcast, how we're going to hear how they want to chop Justin off the food. on <laughs> the <world. laughs> But Risky. the reality yeah. is this, and this is what I know. Um, in the world moving forward, it's about tying the person to the brand. Mm -hmm. And so uh, obviously I'm going to take all of your suggestions and I actually think it was great that they said it. So don't get me wrong, but what it is, is I encourage you each to tie, you know, HLC is important and you using your personal mm -hmm. Instagram account. And when you release your podcast, you know, f you know, even if it's with, you know, Avery, you know, do build you also because really you're going to lose jobs. You're going to lose businesses. You're going to lose family members. People go in and out and yes, can the brand last forever? And IBM, IBM has been around forever, but you know, that's great. Mm -hmm. And it depends on who you want to be. But in my opinion, you are the brand right now and you can change the name or pass it on to a generation when you're ready to retire. But right now you're the one putting the time and effort into it. And social media has led us all to care about individuals. Yes. You know, we've sort of got away from it, I will say. Like, I didn't always have cell friends growing up. My dad had a giant car phone, cell phone in his car, like the thing <laughs> was the size of my arm. <laughs> but, and then we got into cell phones right around when I was getting into college self and, and out of high school, cell phones became important. We sort of lost individuality because we used that for everything. And, you know, there wasn't social media. And then the social media thing really started happening, but us as a generation didn't really grasp onto the individuality on it, even though we post on it and we share our opinions out there, but we never used it to market ourselves. We used it as a way to get our opinions out there. Mm -hmm. And what you guys are doing as a generation is capitalizing on it for your success. So I encourage you to, to do that as well. I'm not saying don't have a business page. I obviously have a personal page and mm -hmm. a business page, but mm -hmm. 
that's just because I needed separation in my life. But what you're doing now and building it as yourselves, I would encourage you to do that and use your names and, and build it. And you can have two if you want, but really as a real person that sees it in real life dollars and real life, mm-hmm. you know, ups and downs, um, you know, it depends on the business obviously, but I think all the three businesses we're talking about here are extremely marketable through social media. So it's also why I picked the project. I didn't pick food service partners because I didn't think it's something you guys could take and go use in the world. We picked just in the food entrepreneurs, obviously because I wanted you on the podcast, but really because I wanted something you guys could take away to do it. So awesome. um, tell us a little bit, Elena, uh, about the family business that you grew up in and where you learned, because I think it's important as we talk about on the podcast, there's a generational thing with entrepreneurism. Definitely. Um, so first of all, my dad and mom, they did not graduate college. They both started, but didn't finish. Um, and they are originally from up in Pennsylvania. And so after that, they moved down to Georgia because family down here, and they actually started a car business, just really like low and slow beginnings, just buying cars and then export or exporting them to family overseas. My dad's from Lebanon, so it's kind of started really slow. And he kind of fell in love with that. He was originally in banking and so was my mom, but they're both the kind of spirits and still to this day, if they don't want to work for other people, they feel like they can't, holds them back. Like you said, think outside the box. Um, so they started their own car business, a small one in Lawrenceville, Georgia, and it grew and grew into seven locations. And so he did that for several years. Um, and then he's since has left the car industry, but he now is doing another entrepreneurial startup type deal with medical testing and genetic testing. So that's what he's having me put t- my marketing skills to test on right now. Um, also my uncle, he was my mom and my uncle, they grew up very poor in Pennsylvania. And so they didn't have enough money to go all the way through college. So he joined the army to get put through college, put himself through, and then he moved to New York and he started his own real estate investment company. And he's since been so successful. He's won all these awards. He's well known in New York. Um, and he's awesome. So he really inspires me just starting from nothing and really having a passion for something. You can, you can totally achieve your dreams if you're passionate and work hard. What part of Pennsylvania? Um, Avondale. It's close to Oxford, which is a near big city. It's about 45 minutes outside of Philly, kind of the suburbs. Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, Pennsylvania has so many towns and yes. stuff. It's, um, but I went to college at Dickinson College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Okay. And I have a lot of family members in like Lancaster. And, I know exactly where that is. And, of the Amish uh, people. Yeah, Amish people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, although we're not Amish, but um, Allentown. But yes, very familiar with all of it. Yeah. I used to sell a lot of fried chicken products to the Amish people. And, ah. They are so cool. Lancaster, yeah. <laughs> They'll never hear this podcast, but they're yeah, awesome. They'll never hear this podcast. But, you know, being able to isolate yourself from everything is an interesting thing. Yes. So. Okay, so let's go into my next part of the podcast. Okay. Okay, yeah. so this is where we're going to call, we call the think tank part of your episodes. And so let's talk about the campus here. Have you guys ever been at the Central State Hospital campus? Yes. I have a few times. Briefly, yes. yeah. I used yeah. to, uh, my freshman year, I worked for a construction company and I uh, helped remodel a house somewhere around here. Really? It was, back behind that big brick building It'd be over cool there. if it was this house, yeah. It wasn't this house. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was just done. 
How about you, Heather? Um, I've been here once before for a meeting a while ago. I'm trying to remember what it was for. But um, yeah, other than that, no, not really. Yeah. Freshman year, Halloween, it was the cool thing to come yeah. walk around. Yeah, there's uh, some rumors going around that this place is haunted. and uh, Don't say too loud. <laughs> a lot of the students like to come here at night and uh, see if it's true, see if they can find some ghosts. That's you know, the tourism field. Well, I will tell you, in this room you're in, you'll see the light is on right now. There's no way to turn it off. But last night when we were reporting the podcast, which is about 8 o'clock at night, the light kept going on and off by itself about every 10 to 15 minutes at random. Oh so it was gosh. pretty creepy. That happens. Yeah, I'm out of here. Us. They said they were freaking out about <laughs> it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. But so... Here's what I want to ask is I like, I think marketing creativity is about thinking on the fly. It's mm-hmm. not only about writing a marketing plan, right. which I can tell you, I've probably written one in my life and I was about your age. It's a lot of <laughs> trial and error and moving forward because shit changes so fast right. mm-hmm. um, that it's hard to keep up. So here's what, I, here's what I, I'm going to ask. So number one, we're going to just lead our way into this. So I'm going to keep going back and emphasizing where Think Tiggy. So what are your favorite places in Milledgeville right now? You've been here four years almost, not, not fully, but you know, what are the things you like to do here? What are, as college students, where do you go? What are the bars you hang out with? You've got to do something. I mean, you're caged animals in the classroom. (laughs) I can start. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um. I don't. I mean. I guess I get out a good bit, but um. I like to go to Blackbird. Like they have really good coffee. So there's like you know local coffee shops around here. Mm-hmm. Like to go to. Um. Like to hang out with my friends, have movie nights and stuff. But also go to Hobby Lobby and to get fabric. But I mean, you know, other than I, I don't really go out too much <laughs> like different restaurants. I sound so boring. Oh my goodness. No, you <laughs> don't. Yeah. You don't. You're a girl with a dream in a Nazi shop. You're yeah, busy. I'm like, I'm busy. I'm busy. But yeah, no, it's good to go out to like, you know, uh, Barbaritos, like just the different places downtown with your friends and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So w- one of the sayings I love the most is that I work now so I can have more fun later. So there's, yeah. there's two types of people when it comes to fun, in my opinion, is the ones who have all the fun in their their 20s mm-hmm. and, and early and late teens and then can't have any fun for the rest of their life because they didn't put in the time mm-hmm. that was during the most vital time of your career which is now for you guys just so you know right now the next 10 years of your life are the most important to mm-hmm. build your lifestyle to build your life to put away money that'll leverage you for the rest of your life and then there's the second type of people who do do what i just said and they get to have fun forever they don't need they don't worry about money they they have enough cushion because they put away money before they had a family and got married and they took the time to to be entrepreneurs and chase their dreams which i'm encouraging all three of you to do have your careers but also stay with your entrepreneurial things until maybe those entrepreneurial things become your dream become your careers yeah and so that's really important. So what you're doing, boring or not, <laughs> I, you know, I definitely had fun in school, probably too much fun and, and tried to play soccer and do all the things that I did. But when you're, you're doing the right thing, if it's true to you mm-hmm. and you like it and you're following your dreams, it's true. And if everything you're doing is part of your dreams. I'm not saying don't have fun. I'm not saying don't go enjoy graduating because you only get to do it once. Right. But what I am saying is that, you know, as you guys graduate, really think about putting high balances in your bank accounts, Mm -hmm. saving money, 
you know, still going out and enjoying your lives and, and finding exercise. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying not to be social. That's another thing. Yeah. I forgot. I do dance here. I forgot about that. But yeah, that's yeah. a good thing to get out. I've done ballet for like 18 years. So that's a good thing. They have a great dance program here. So it's great to just go take dance classes. And yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there you go. So I think it's in, important just as my advice to you guys. And again, I wish someone would have explained to me that more clearly. I figured it out, but it took a while. Uh, Avery. So I can kind of cue into the bar scene here. Okay. Uh, there's a bars that I want to go into. <laughs> Educate us, uh, Avery. Yes, uh, the Velvet Elvis downtown. It's a very popular one. Is that Velvet Elvis? The Velvet Elvis, yes. Velvet okay. for short. I've seen Velvet for short. Okay. <laughs> no, I heard him say Velvet last night, but I didn't hear the Elvis part. That's pretty important. Yeah. I like that name. Yeah. I, I've never been there, so. Um, there's another bar called Buffington's uh, where bands will come and play. I like going there sometimes. And then there's this a uh, bar called Capital City. Oh gosh! Which is, um, it's kind of a nightclub scene sort of thing. A Milledgeville nightclub. It's like so a country, your it's a country nightclub, basically. Uh, I don't go there. A lot of Cotton like Eye Joe. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard about Ben Roethlisberger getting in trouble uh, back in the day. Yeah. That was here, if you didn't know. And that really? was the Capital City club. So pretty famous. Didn't he go to Miami of Ohio though? Yeah. University? Well, okay. He has a lake house on Lake Oconee, which is about. 30 minutes away so he i guess would go there and then he'd come party in downtown millageville oh wow with the students oh yeah that's and obviously the, that's that didn't the, work out that's on my vision board right there like a coney especially as we're working more in georgia deborah and i are yeah. looking but i put it on there just so I it's don't a beautiful look, it's a beautiful yeah, it's lake. Awesome. you can yeah, save like our emails for when you guys get the lake house and the boat we'll totally come do a yes. marketing plan if you need it again yes. yeah well we're gonna get into that actually so you're on this you're on to something but I do want to say I'm not like an alcoholic. I do other things. Uh, <laughs> there's not a lot to do in this town, but I like to go bowling a lot. Oh, bowling golfing, is Golfing, any kind of competition. Um, yeah. There's a few golf the courses around here. Fun. There's actually a bunch of nice ones on Lake Oconee. Yeah, here. Um, the, co- the country clubs there. Reynolds um, is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Reynolds on Lake Oconee. Um, Cuscawilla over there. And then... Uh, club on Lake Sinclair is only about 10 it, minutes it, away. If anyone in the audience thinks you weren't drinking while you were in college, I'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. In case my parents time. are out there listening. I'm not drinking well, every night. You're well, the well, And let me just say this, because I am a college kid, and I did drink, obviously, in college. Right. And um, I think it's just it's part of being taking this step away from the nest. So college, not only is it an education piece, but it's really learning to be an adult and learning to be on your own. Mm -hmm. And so go for it. Figure out who you are, you know? So... Elena. Um, any Mexican restaurant around town, I'm always down for chips and <laughs> yes. salsa and some days a margarita. Um, downtown Millageville is really nice just to walk around. So when my family comes to visit, it's nice to be down there on that restaurant scene. I mean, we don't have many options, but it's nice. Um, but the bar scene is fun. It's always a good time to hang out with your friends. I can't believe we're like 30 days away, 40 days away from graduating. Crazy. It's really bittersweet. You, you count down and you're so excited to be done. And then it gets here and you're like, wait, everything slow down. Um, but yeah, there's not too much else to do in Milledgeville. There's a really nice greenway. Um, I have a dog, so we love to go there. The greenway is great. Yeah. Yeah. Dog parks is a good place to be social with other local young dog moms. Um, we do that, but yeah. I do have one more thing. There is a ton of history in this town, a lot of civil war history. And I know there's a, uh, there's a trolley tour and it's on my to-do list before I graduate that I want to hit. Um, apparently there's so much to learn, uh, What's the General Sherman, the guy that burned down Atlanta? Is that, that Sherman? That was him, yeah. Uh, he no, apparently Jackson? came. No. 
Don't quote me on that. We cut this part out. We're not fact Cut this part out. We're marketing majors. We're cut this part out. But, uh, yeah, and this used to be the, also the capital of Georgia. So apparently yeah. this Sherman mm-hmm. guy <laughs> uh, marched through Milledgeville and decided not to burn it down for whatever reason. Oh, I have one more thing, too. If you and Deborah are here at Christmas time, the governor's mansion, they decorate it. It's beautiful. We all had oh, to do that gorgeous. at freshman yeah. year. They required us to go and like set it up for one of our classes. But it is so pretty to go do that at Christmas time. No, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I know Halloween here is just incredible yeah like, it's really we were fun. here one halloween and it's like <laughs> wow you know it, i think everyone in milledgeville loves halloween oh yeah, oh, yeah. college students so um all right so let's take the step off this question now okay so your your college students are graduating seniors and i have this 2200 acre campus here with 220 buildings mm-hmm. Uh, that we're working with the Redevelopment Authority, which is a state organization. So how do I get, what do I need to do here to, one, attract more college students? What is something that everything's missing that you guys think we could bring here? And I will give you one clue that I will do. I will offer free transportation to students to and from so no one has to drive if they need to. So there'll be a bus specifically from town here if it needs to be done so that's the one thing clue i will give you to sort of start the brainstorming so other than that and even that is just a clue for you guys you don't have to point in any direction i don't have an answer there's no lines to color in so you can color anywhere on the page on this and so i'm going to let you guys volunteer who goes first and in what order in this one because i want to see you know, and we can go back and forth. We're going to talk about this for a while. You're going to play off each other. You're going to pick up each other's ideas. You've already worked as a team for a while. So so basically, you want us to think of something that you could put here that would attract, that you could build here that would attract college students? Do you want them to live here? Or whatever. Or? No, not live. Not just live. Be just like recreational. It could be recreational. Oh, it could gotcha, be food. Gotcha. It could be a restaurant. It could be food that's missing in Georgia. I mean, in Milledgeville. I'm like, I'm ready. Elena, yeah. Elena's ready Elena to go. go like. I think something about Milledgeville is there's so many apartment complexes. I'm not sure if you've noticed when you drive through, and especially for fresh moving out of the dorms, it's always advertised. They're everywhere. And something they really try to hone in on is the pool. And it's because I think Milledgeville stays hot for so many months of mm-hmm. the year. Um, even sometimes it's like, September, even early October, and people are like, let's go have a pool day because it's so hot here. So I think incorporating some kind of nicer pool, not necessarily connected to, oh, you have to live here to come because people want to go to the pool with their friends. And then they opened a new apartment complex last year, Arcadia. I think it was last year. year, And everyone was dying to go to their pool. They had pool parties and they would have catered food sometimes and they would do all these cool things, but you had to have a wristband because you had to live there. So everyone would like try to get their friends wristbands and sneak their friends in it was a mess but I think having a place students from the dorms or from wherever could either like get a membership or some kind of thing and go and hang out like basketball courts tennis courts some kind of little not like a country club Another but like you know what I mean some recreational things well I'm sure Georgia College has a pool it's just indoors right we have right. an indoor right. lap indoor swimming pool at our west so campus so you have to drive there as well one, but nobody goes there it's oh, like green so do a lot do of people live on the west campus Freshmen. A, a good bit of people oh, live freshmen. mainly freshmen. They have and honors overflow. And they have to take the bus too. over. Yes. They don't or they drive. Yeah. So freshmen are allowed to have a car. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's cool. That's oh, it a good is thing. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So love this idea. So we're talking like a beach club. Yes. 
pool party. I guess there's no beach around here, so let me rephrase it. <laughs> pool club. If you want to build a beach, you can go for it. Yeah, yeah. I might. You know, <laughs> don't tell me I can't because I'll be there. Guys, a little wave pool, water park. Yeah, yeah. water park. Yeah. Zip line. Yeah. Well, anything like a lazy river or anything like that's hugely fun to do. So cool. Absolutely. Like there is a so. very tiny lazy river in the indoor school pool. Is there? Uh, it's little. It's yeah. not even. I don't even know if you could describe it as a lazy river. It's more of like a, a lazy uh, re- rehabilitation <laughs> pool that yeah. has a little current. Yeah. But, Perfect. Uh, I go there sometimes and just relax. Yeah. And I would love a bigger one. So. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? I mean, I think that would be good if something like that was your focal point. And I feel like the other stuff would naturally come out. Like people would want to put like a little tiny restaurant here, maybe with like outdoor seating so you can grab food and hang out with your friends and stuff. Mini golf? Yeah, me, mini golf. For me, a lot of me and my friends uh, like to play pickup basketball a lot. We have our own yeah. little group chat and we'll say, hey, let's go to the gym at this time. Unfortunately, there's only two places on campus where you can play basketball. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like different sororities or different groups will have those courts booked that, for like a dance practice or something. And it makes it difficult for all of us to find a time and meet when nobody's has practice or anything. So if there is more basketball courts or more uh, recreation, mm-hmm. whatever people like doing. Baseball, yeah. I, I think too, uh, with, there's so much, I'm not in a sorority, but I have several friends who are, and almost all my friends are honestly in sororities or fraternities. It just wasn't my thing that I wanted to do in college, but they're always having events. They're having date nights and socials and things like that. And they're always looking for places to have them. So then they have right. to rent out a whole bar or they have to rent out. It used to be Aubrey Lane's downtown. Now it's called something else it's a new restaurant but it's always in a restaurant so they're really limited or it's in capital city which is not the nicest so mm-hmm. it's just hard for them to find a venue so even having something like a venue for outdoor concerts or anything like that oh, for those that's events a that's a really um, good idea i yeah. think i think everyone's always looking for venues okay. like that that are outdoors and so when you guys leave one of the proposals is an outdoor concert venue in the pecan orchard that's right across the giant white building the pal building that you guys saw when you came in so take a look so that's one of the things that we're going to try to do here and i'm not in charge of that thank goodness but (laughs) the person that has radio background and a person him and his group will come in we'll worry about the food because that's what we do well (laughs) but you know part of it is what you said you know, one of the things we hear is there's no outdoor seating in Milledgeville. And if you go yeah. outside of Milledgeville, there's tons of restaurants down the strip, but they're chains and there's things like that. So Ruby there's Tuesday. no yeah. breweries and there's no outdoor seating and there's, yeah, there's no, no activities. Brewery. So we're talking cool about too. activities. We're talking about basketball in the swimming pool. And so I'm going to, I'm helping and think about things here. But, you know, what is the thing? So outdoor, being outdoors is important. I think there's probably, you talked about the Greenway, which everyone talks about. And what type of dog? Um, He's a lab mix. He's a rescue. So I don't know. Okay, that's awesome. He's perfect. That's what he is. (laughs) Of course. No child is not perfect. So um, Depends on the day, I guess, if you ask me. (laughs) No, I love dogs. I love animals. I grew up on a horse farm. So that's that. um, Cool. The let's talk about this more. So let's develop the concept. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to ship students in. They can ride buses so they don't have to drink and drive. We we have basketball courts so people can hang out at at a brewery and play basketball and have a pool and have outdoor seating. So what type of food is missing? in Milledgeville that we could fill the gap or multiple types of food should it be seasonal should we vary it do we do food trucks I'm just trying to Ooh, food truck really cool. think about how we can do it do we rent it out to different people so 
you know, what is it that you guys feel that's a food that you mm -hmm. have at home or you feel that you've had at some city that, yeah. that does that isn't here that it's got to work for college students? That's a good question. Um, I think definitely Mexican food might be a little oversaturated in this town. It is. Uh, good is not oversaturated, but Mexican food is oversaturated. I think we have plenty of bar food, like wings and burgers and stuff. Um, I'm thinking It's maybe, a college town. I think anything affordable is something that students really look for. I mean, I know that a lot of us, we all have jobs and side hustles and whatever but some people don't and especially freshmen they're consumed with school they may get money from their parents or from student loans and they don't have a ton of money to go spend so I think affordable is key as opposed to really the type of the cuisine that it is mm -hmm. I think American type food like burgers or salads or anything just well, simple uh, oh, what about I, health is, food options go ahead that's what I was going to say health food there's not a lot of places that serve solely health food or there's not a lot of, a lot of healthy Fresh. food options for restaurants absolutely and that's yeah. a big thing especially I know with me and my fitness background I have a lot of clients that go to Georgia College and they have to go to the dining hall for their meal plan or they live in their apartment and they're like how do I get these groceries for cheap or whatever um and it's hard when you're being social and you go out and everyone's like ordering burgers and fries and you're like, do I have to get this plain salad with whatever? And, and then you go to Atlanta and on every other corner there's some Juice sort of bars kale restaurant and avocado bar, whatever. Yes, everything. So, Acai yeah. bowls, all of that. Smoothie bars. Cool. Yeah, I think if your target market, though, is the college students here or even the local people here, then price would be the main factor. But Definitely. I think something else that's important to consider is, like, college students are here for the fall semester and the spring semester. And there are, like, some here for the summer, the summer. and a very right. few here for the winter. So maybe doing something to help the local community come in as well during the off-season or even during the regular seasons, right. too. Yeah, because yeah. summer there's no college students. Well, oh, let me... There's, like, five. <laughs> so do people bit. stay from the college? I mean, you if you rent a house or an apartment, it's here all year round, but you can't go get internships and stuff. I think know. our sophomore year, a lot of people ended up staying. A Freshman lot of year, you stay don't and really. work here, or yeah. uh, we'll take summer classes here. Uh, I know I've worked here one summer, and there's really not that many people. A lot there's of people really will come back every now and then on a weekend over the summer, yep. but really. Uh, if there was a, a hub, it might be different. If there was something to do, right? Well, but, and with jobs. That's you know, there need to be yeah. jobs and mm -hmm. internships here on campus to to keep you guys here and yeah, you know, incubators and things like that. Yeah. If you're entrepreneurs, so you know, it's something that we've talked about is also putting an incubator cafe on campus for college wow. students and people to come. For you guys are all entrepreneurial minded even as a radio show i think that's pretty self it's awesome yeah starting and Thank i think you. it's awesome that all three of you got actually picked on the same team actually <laughs> yeah it is kind of I funny i was thinking about that yeah. like we have a lot to talk about i know yeah. Yeah. yeah and i i'm not sure how renee does it but she matches the team so everyone's like oh it has to do with gpa and there's all this mathematical thing i right. i want i thought i maybe was picking names out of a hat but i'd say the mesh of the teams is really well and I don't know if that's just you guys being in the same mm -hmm. school or the same town apparently yeah. Yeah. so if you guys didn't know each other before you were on the same team nope. no no we had never met. I didn't know them before this year at all yeah really yeah. <laughs> we had never I haven't even seen you guys in class no Avery and I had yeah. a class together last semester but we actually have a lot of mutual friends so I'm surprised we, that yeah, we don't we figured that out. and my roommate yeah. knows Elena we just found yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was so a like, psych major yeah so it's a small college so it's kind of like if you don't know someone you know someone who knows them you yes. know but. so how many people go to Georgia College I think seven there's six or seven thousand oh, wow. undergrads and then you have uh, the grad students also so I mean undergrad total with grad students wow so it's a pretty big school 
fairly the campus is and so small. where does oh, yeah. everyone live did everyone sort of stay downtown or mostly no, well, well not downtown but mostly around campus you'll see walking a ton distance of, yeah uh, so a ton of apartment complexes i live in there's a lot of houses pretty mm-hmm. much every house that you see around school is uh, lived in by a student fraternity well almost all the freshmen live in the dorm so you have one yeah. road that just has all the dorms on it except for the honors dorm which is bell hall which is like on the campus so i mean other than that once you're not a freshman most people get an apartment so do all of you live off campus yes I mean, yes so give me how much you pay in rent each of you like 650 i pay 425 okay about between 310 and 350 you guys are making me look bad <laughs> in here <laughs> yeah. look, it depends i live uh, in a shithole though so. <laughs> <laughs> well again my college living wasn't anything special because um, i liked throwing parties so you but bet. it's um I still do, actually. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> You're By like, the time this podcast airs, I can say it. Actually, it'll, on the day this podcast airs is Deborah's surprise 50th birthday party. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Happy birthday, oh, awesome. Deborah. Like, you listen to this. You when is her birthday? What? When's her birthday? April 24th. My mom's is the 27th. That's why I thought it might be. Yeah, yeah. Well, so like 27th was because I had to make her think that I wasn't really doing anything for her birthday. And oh, so, so cool. So she'd be like, okay. But anyway, um, but which this podcast, and so the audience knows, I've like picked off people from the podcast to help cater and do stuff like that because That's normally amazing. I do it all myself, but I'm like, yeah, not this year. You know the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're going on a pretty cool trip beforehand, which I can mention on this podcast also is uh, one of the first places Deborah and I ever went together was in Salt Lake City. So we're going back to the restaurant we first ate at called Copper Onion. Romantic. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and then Walt Disney World because yes. one of our birthdays we actually spent at Walt Disney World. So I'm That's trying to awesome. do like a throwback. What? The one in Florida? Or yeah, the California? one in Florida. The Florida. best one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a lot. I've been to the one in Hong Kong and California. Wow. And the one in Paris we went Paris, to. Yeah. It was strange. Yeah, it's <laughs> different. Well, the craziest sure the- thing. So the one in Paris is actually the castle is a real castle. Mm-hmm. The other ones are like fake and yeah. not real. They Disney actually vibe. built it as out of stone because Michael Eisner when he was running Disney is like if we're going to Europe it has to be a real castle yeah. built of real stone like a real castle so and what is the one in Florida Disney World and then Disney well, no, what's the castle made of? Uh, I don't know just steel and whatever oh, they that did that like, not, trick it's not where like out of stone it's made of magic I don't know. Yeah. it's actually not that tall you know because they because um, if it's like over a certain height you have to put blinking red light yeah. on it so airplanes okay. it. so they did just, it short and then little things around it to make it look tall I haven't yeah. been since I was little so I don't even know yeah. yeah and actually interestingly I believe the one in Paris is like Sleeping Beauty and all the rest are Cinderella's castle uh, or they're something all, like that oh okay yeah. I don't remember exactly Exactly, but I yeah. had to do when I was your guy's age. I had to do more studies on Disney and stuff like that because Disney started to boom really in the nineties mm-hmm. with oh, yeah. Aladdin and The Lion King. That's and, awesome. Uh, now they're redoing all those. Yeah, brilliant. It's yeah. Uh, why not keep making money off of a good product? Yeah, it's a brilliant. Totally. And then yeah. why not while you're at it buy Marvel and Star Wars? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's cash cow. You know, they which is everything. funny. It's like one of those things where a generation ago you kind of got made fun of if you read comic books and. In Star Wars, even though right. I did it, but I played soccer, so I was like, "Okay, go make fun of me because I'm kicking ass." <laughs> I'm a star. So yeah. make fun of me however you want, and then I was like, "Keep making fun of me, I'll go make money." But then now it's the most popular part of culture. Kids love it. Everyone loves it, and it's like come back around. So the '70s people love Star Wars, and then the '80s and '90s it was kind of like, "Oh, you're a dork," and now it's um, it's uh, 
it's pretty cool what happens with trends. You yeah. know, everything mm-hmm. comes back around. So just a little point in marketing that vintage comes back, clothing right. styles come back. You know, actually, I'm not wearing them now, but Chucks come back. I mean, it was like this thing in the 80s, and then they disappeared in the entire 90s. And like yeah. Reebok pumps, which you guys will have to look it up. There was literally a pump on your shoe that you could pump to make it fit around your ah. foot. Like oh, wow. <laughs> you can look it up. As a marketing person, I recommend looking up Reebok pumps because it made Reebok super huge company. Really? That's and, awesome. Uh, Okay, so let's go back to the topic. I'm off on a tangent on birthday <laughs> parties and, and whatever and letting cats out of the bag. So let's go back to what we're talking about. So we get kids here. We bring them from the campus. You know, we talked about basketball in the pool and we talked about outdoor uh, seating because there's not a lot of outdoor things. You know, what do we... So And we talked about bands. So we talked about all-American food you know does it need to change do you as college students get bored of what's here does it need to be something that rotates do we you know and how do we market it to you guys as students what's the best thing to market so we offer the services but how do we get to you guys to to get you to come here well i think uh one way or at least something we need to you need to deal with is that there actually is a stigma that this place is kind of haunted. Uh, nobody really wants to come and well, down, not yeah. haunted, but like creepy. it's just definitely kind of creepy that it was once an insane asylum and uh, like insane people used to live yeah. here. No doubt, you uh, can so. market it as have insane fun. So that's the first thing you need to do. From there, I don't know. Somehow we just well. have to. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I remember um, there was, like, an apartment. Is Arcadia an apartment complex? It's, like, little houses, yes, basically. Arcadia. Yeah, they're very, very nice. But I remember, like, a year before they opened up and started signing leases for people, like, I heard about it from everyone. They're like, oh, my gosh, Arcadia is going to be amazing. You have to, yeah. like, live there or know someone who lives there. And it was, like, everyone I knew was just talking about it constantly. So, so is it only college students that live there, mainly? Yes. I'd so, say like 99%. Yeah. And college students from uh, Georgia Military College. Yeah. yeah. Oh, too. okay. I, yeah, I, forget there's, I always forget there's two colleges here, so it's quite a mix. Do, right. I mean, does everyone get along, or is there rivalry there? Or? There's no football. Um, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say there's a rivalry, but uh, it doesn't seem like a lot of Georgia college kids and Georgia military kids hang out. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like when I went to college. The people that lived in the town didn't really—we didn't really intermingle with the people that were at college. Or yeah. as college students, we didn't intermingle with the people in town. It was right. just—I don't know why that happens. But I guess age and you're in a bubble and in classes together and you form your group friends and mm-hmm. and things like that. And then sort of your senior year, you meet all a bunch of new people. Which I was like, I had my freshman friends, and then I really had my friends sophomore, junior year, but then senior year through business classes and groups like you guys are in right now you sort of mm-hmm. form these other bonds and bonds around mm-hmm. your majors and in business i form bonds around business for sure and people mm-hmm. i did business with and okay so what what do we think let's let's throw out what what better could we do so how do we get people to know about it beforehand I think with Arcadia, they, I don't know the proper term, you might know, you know more about Adobe and all that, but they created these graphic video. they were like fake videos of the building. Oh, Do you know what I mean? That's uh-huh. right. Like, uh-huh. as if we took a video of this, it looked real, head. basically. They designed all of it on graphic designers and made it look super real, and then they broadcasted that to 
Facebook, Instagram, all social media, social and everyone media was, was talking about virtual it. Virtual model, I guess. Yes, for so like a 3D virtual. kind of mock-up. Yeah, right, and then yeah. they emphasize like the pool. They have a, they're the only apartment complex that has a super nice gym with other workout type rooms besides the actual gym of Georgia College on West Campus. They have a sauna. They just built in all these really cool different things other people didn't have. I and think so, we should get money from Arcadia for plugging them. Yeah. Right now. Yes, <laughs> I promise I'm not paid to do this. <laughs> yeah, none of us. Um, they have a hot tub they do barbecues in the summer months when it's warmer they'll do like every friday or saturday they have some kind of themed event whether it's barbecue or like hawaiian and they just do like a lot of cool stuff other people don't do and so okay so if we did have buses we'd have to have west campus we'd have to obviously have arcadia because i got to steal other people they probably are going to hear me say that but (laughs) no but for real and um magnolia you may not even have to have west campus just because they could take a bus, the West Campus guys could take a bus from West Campus to the main campus, and then from there catch the bus. Yeah, to save here. yourself. You just some need time to have a route money. that goes around it to the other bus stops. Yeah. Okay. And so, all right, I love it. Well done, guys. We'll have to Thank come you. back after we graduate. Those ideas were copyrighted. So, yeah. so here's the deal. I wish I wasn't graduate. So I here's know. the deal. We talked about the lake house. So one of the things that we we do as a business and is. So we don't all have to stay in a hotel because we have a traveling team that sets up kitchens and works in the kitchens. Oh, cool. We would have that. But one of the things we want to do also is make sure that we encourage you guys to have something to do outside of your careers, you know, as we get in the fall and as we start looking to do something on this campus a year from now next spring is to offer to bring you guys back and, and work on a project and obviously pay you. Uh, another thing to come help us do that on this campus whatever it is is all the group that we've worked with so the podcast was merely the testing ground and all of you passed with flying (laughs) colors happy to hear it so you know and that's up to you if you want to you don't have to but I encourage it and come work with it and and see what we're doing here and, and see what it is and Again, I hope to be a mentor to all of you guys. I'm here. You know, I don't have to be. It's nothing in it for me, really, other than I'm doing a good deed. So I want you guys to take advantage of it and hope you do come back and help us, you know, build back up this campus and build back up the town. Because I think it's so important that you guys had your experience here for four years that you come back and give back to it and, and help it, number one. And number two, you put your name on it because... You know, you guys are part of the reason we're here and part of the reason we're trying to redo the campus as college students, but also you've helped me. So I want to continue to help you guys and offer you another opportunity because I do really believe that you guys are a great generation. I think everyone doubts you and and says things, but I actually think that's to your advantage because Mm -hmm. so many negative things are being said about your generation. That's exactly your advantage. Yeah. And so... I really want to encourage you guys to take opportunities when you see them. Again, keep... You guys can handle multiple things at a time. Like, I'm really good at it, but you've you've grown up in the technology age where you've had so much thrown at you and so much information, and really multitasking is your whole life. Right. And so I really encourage you guys to just not listen to what everyone's saying. I encourage you to go out there and take these skills and take your abilities and find out what you, you know, you know, the scene, you talk about the bars, like you're just the person to be here and help us do it. And, and you know, the pool and the fitness and, and that lifestyle and, and there, and we're talking about 
Etsy and stuff like that. So how do we get people out here working on projects like you're working on? Do you know, are there students out there that want, that need a sewing shop? Do we need things like that on this campus? Yeah, I think that could be, um, maybe offer like sewing classes or I mean something like that. Maybe not just for college students, but for the community as well. Um, I think another great thing about you guys being here in Milledgeville is all the jobs it's going to create for people in the community because as we all know, when Central State closed, it was probably like 15 years ago or 10, I don't know, something like that. Um, It was pretty devastating to the community, but we're really excited for you guys to come back and like really use the space here for different yeah. things yeah well and i'm in so i'm going to give you another piece of advice try not to work with a company that's already an established business that doesn't have anywhere to grow there's mm. two there's three best places to be i was going to say two two in the corporate world are this is when the company's fallen down and it's at rock bottom and it can and you hope it's going to go up because you want to be on the upswing the second one is in the corporate world, the company is growing and going through a huge growth spurt because you can grow with it. And then the third is the most profitable, in my opinion, obviously, why I do it. Because entrepreneurism of mm-hmm. any sort, working for yourself, having lofty goals. Every person that starts a business can make money, but you know, you're, you're educated. You have resources standing right here in the room. I'm offering you also an opportunity to come back and use another research to further your portfolio as people. And, you know, a resume is one thing, but again, you guys market yourself on social media, the things you also do outside the job matter and things that I will pull off on. You know, I will invite you back in a year, uh, when we do this to do another podcast with your teams and, most likely, I'll probably keep you in your team groups, but I don't know yet. Deborah and I are still working through, but I do want you guys to come back, and it'd be something you could we do on weekends, and you'd have a place to stay. But come out here and work with us on on redoing this campus and and trying to attract college students and cafes and things like that. So. Sounds thank good. you guys Definitely. very much. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. And thank thanks you again so for much. having us on. I don't know if this is at the end or not. So. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Almost. No, but... Um, I just wanted to put that out there because we sort of talked about it and, and we we really got into it and yeah you know no matter where you guys are we want you to come be a part of it so it's some of it's luck you know you guys just happen to draw Justin the Food Entrepreneurs podcast and right, right. things yeah. like that so now the really most important question is Avery you are the only male <laughs> in the whole class <laughs> I know well not in the whole class. But in the, as from the three groups that had it, your project, I'm yeah. the only male. Yeah. And how many, I mean, I know the ratio at Georgia College yeah. is, is more women than men. I think it's, it's 60-40. 60-40. Yeah, that's about what I was when I was undergraduate. And right. so as men and women, you know, what, do you think it's an advantage as a woman because, or less advantage? Or, I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, are is it how is that does it work for you does it work against you or is it not even a big deal i would say it's not even a big deal for me i don't really think about it never really thought about it but i definitely think i have enough guys with me where i'm not i'm comfortable (laughs) Uh, in this particular case i'm obviously the only guy but i've worked with women in the past uh, working in restaurants there's some shifts where i'm the only guy as well so i'm used to it um I don't know. I don't feel held back by it. And I, I don't know if they ever feel held back by me no, being here. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, actually, well, that's interesting that you took it that way. Because um, that wasn't really what I was asking. But I'm glad you said that because I'm like, okay, maybe I better rephrase that. 
I don't mean that uh, women or men have more advantage or disadvantage than the other. I meant from the perspective of being social and dating and things like that. How oh. you guys, you know, is that... I don't know. Your generation's a little bit different than mine. We, we dated. We didn't have cell phones or social media yeah. and things like that. So the way we went about life was kind of different, I can tell, with my stepdaughters for sure. And... Uh, so okay. I don't know. So from that was it easier to meet girls because there were more of them, or was it harder? Let me get really just to oh, the gosh. question. I would say it's in a way it's almost harder because all the girls just pack up. So if you know one girl and they're all standing in a pack, like you it's very intimidating to go up to all of them uh, just to single out one single girl, and then you have to meet all of them, and it's just it's a lot, it's a whole it's like to the do. Bachelor. And, oh my gosh! Uh, but it exactly. also it, it is an advantage having more girls than guys <laughs> in that way. Than, I don't uh, want to say yeah, more to choose sure. from, but <laughs> girls. I mean, women. I come from a family of four girls, one boy, so it's normal for me. We got outnumber them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm outnumbered in my household. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't date a lot, so it's just kind of like you know, when the right person comes along, you kind of know it. You just kind of meet and go from there. But I mean, I don't think it plays a big role socially. Not really. No. I mean, like. As college students, I feel like I'm super busy all the time, so it's not something I've like dedicated a lot of time to. You know, yeah, I guess I and it was a, I thought it was an advantage in some ways, but there was always more girls at parties than boys, which on one hand works out for the guys because there's more girls to talk to, right. but on the other hand, less girls want to start coming to the parties when there are way too many girls versus the guy ratio. Exactly. You get that equilibrium. In there. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I just I was curious, and I sort of went off on a topic, but I'm glad you said that because I wasn't talking about advantages in the classroom or disadvantages, but I'm glad you said that because I should clarify that because I don't think... I think everyone... In my honest opinion, uh, women have qualities that men don't have, and men have qualities that women don't have. And, you know, Deborah and I, as a couple, like, there's a balance there, not only because our personalities are different, but because we are male and female. Mm -hmm. And that's not saying male-to-male relationships don't work, or women-to-women. I'm not going to get into that, because I don't know. Right. I have a male-female relationship. and But it's something that you guys really... this team, because you were the only male, was really why I was asking because the ratio is kind of two to one mm-hmm. and it brought a different balance to your teams than the other teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I can mm-hmm. tell that there was a male involved, not because, you know, masculinity or whatever, just because the way you look at things is slightly different because right. I agree. the way we mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And so I just, that's really what I want to talk about, but we had talked about it a little bit last night and the ratios and the bars and the, you know, amount of girls on campus. So I was here to hear your take, but it's interesting because I think your answer was actually a little bit male, you know, skewed in today's world and someone's going to get, get mad at me. <laughs> but because as males, we are sensitive to women now because we want to make sure they have a place in the workforce and they are treated equal. Right. And, and we want to also make sure there's room for our masculinity. So I think it's balance. important. So I, mean, I think you answered the question in the right way for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope that's true to your heart because oh, yeah. literally I will tell you one thing I know. 
And this is 100% certain that if there weren't women, I would be fishing, drinking beer on a river in my little hut. (laughs) I would be building businesses. I wouldn't have money. I have nothing to prove. Because you need it to to give your kids a better life. You you want a better life for your family. Definitely. And to be biblical, they are our rib and they do Mm -hmm. make us better and they do give us balance and drive and inspiration. And women and their drive and inspiration are, is, you know, slightly different than ours in some ways and, and better in that they, they're more holistic in their thinking and, and it's a beautiful thing and it really grounds us as men. So I'm not saying that's 100% of the time, obviously, I'm just saying my perspective as an entrepreneur and as a business person. So I'm really glad you answered it that way. I wasn't going that way. So we're going off on a tangent. Okay, no, it's okay. Yeah. But thank you and for being honest. And, you know, I encourage all of you again to uh, just be you. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Because you is a beautiful thing and you will find success. And the sooner you love yourself really and go out and do it, the more success you're going to have right yeah. away. So, um Okay, last question. Ooh. And um, actually, I have two more questions. Okay. I should say last question. Great. Let's talk about the presentation. Um, let's talk about how you guys worked as a team, because I'm curious. Was it, you know, because every team's a little different in how you guys navigate that logistics. Did you guys meet? Did you guys do it over the phone? So tell me a little bit about how you guys came together and decided to work on it. Because literally, I think I we met with you on a Thursday or a Tuesday. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the week after, you were on spring break. And then you had to come back, I believe. So tell us about that. And All right. Well, for us, it helped out a lot we, that we did have another project earlier this semester. So mm-hmm. we had experience working with each other and we knew each other's strengths and weaknesses. And we did have an outline for at least the formatting of the project and how we wanted to come at it. Which was very specific. So, right. Yeah. And I know Dr. Fontenot, yeah, she lays that out perfectly for us. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, what we would do is we would just meet for not very really long, 15, 20 minutes and just sort of get, hey, for the next few days, let's get this done, this done, this done. Heather, you do this. Avery, you do this. Elaine, you do this. And then we'll meet back up in a few days and see what we've done and then go from there. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the strategy we took. Yeah, a lot of it, again, like you just said, is the planning is together and then a lot of the work is separate. But that doesn't mean all the work is so individualized. We're not working in a team. We're very much working in a team. But it's just there's so much to write that you just have to block it out. And then when it comes all together, it actually it does look pretty different because our writing styles are all very different. So I felt like the real challenge was going through and like editing it to make sure it seems like one person wrote it or one yeah. team. Yeah, that's the way it was for me in graduate yeah. school. Yeah. Elena? Um, yeah, what, just going off what they said, we all kind of took our individual parts and then came back together. And I think what's good about... Um, our team is there's never that awkwardness of saying I don't really know how I feel about that idea or whatever because right. it's all we're willing to listen to okay that sounds mm-hmm. awesome or okay this could be better and then come together to pick the best implementation because at the end of the day it's what we're giving to you guys that matters so we kind of pulled a little bit from everyone's because we all had different strengths and weaknesses right. and I think that that's a good thing about our team is we're willing to listen and hear each other out with ideas yeah, yeah it's a lot of brainstorming too like mm-hmm. what do you like and then we just talk about it and throw things around yeah. see what sticks yeah and actually and here's i'll go back to it where the generational thing like working with you guys also like i felt that every team member and i could be wrong but i'll just say it is that i feel like you guys are very balanced in your work and and, and time of work and usually 
at least my years in college, we didn't have, we had slackers and we had people that put in more work than others and people that were better speakers than others and people that didn't share the work, but all of you did such a great job speaking. And so do you take a public speaking class as part of marketing or a communications class? I I took one just as an elective, just because I wanted to, but you don't have to. It's not part of the core. You don't have to. I've done a lot of speaking engagements just through Beachbody and through that part of my life. So I'm comfortable with speaking, but it's always different when you get up in front of a class. Before we went in, I was like, I'm a little nervous because our our last client um, was a real client, but wasn't present at the presentation. So this was our first kind of go around with a real client. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I got to be there, so I'm glad I was. I think you guys did a great job. Thank you so much. And all of you, um, the podcast and everything, you guys are just great, and you both all speak very well. Thank you. You all present yourselves very well, even casual and business (laughs) casual. I think you all do a great job, and I wish you lots of luck and uh, thank you things like that so now the final question and I really want you guys to take time and answer this okay okay I'm interviewing you for a job and I've already got to work for you so pretend I'm someone else and uh, let's not get into your background and stuff because we talked about at the beginning of the podcast but I really want to know about you and what drives you and what motivates you and I want to know what are the greatest things about yourself so we're gonna go with Elena first. Oh, you're okay. Switching it up. Ball right here. Um, so. Okay. So the question was, what drives and motivates me? What was the first part of that? Uh, so I want you to talk about yourself. Okay. I want you to tell me the great things about yourself. Okay. And I'll throw in another one just because we're talking about. It. I want to know about the things you feel that you need to prove on and be honest with me. I don't want the sugar coated BS. I want to know yeah. the real <laughs> person that I'm. That I'm. M, and I want to know, so motivation, inspiration, what okay. drives you, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, be vulnerable that you feel that you could improve on or be a better person? And, and then what are your best attributes as a person? Okay, cool. Um, I think what drives and motivates me, whether it's in my side hustle of my health and fitness business or just in day-to-day life is I've seen just through Lyme disease and just through other personal struggles, I've seen those valleys so often. Um, and so I know, I really believe that when you meet someone, it doesn't matter what they look like on the outside. Everyone's fighting a battle. Everyone's going through something. So regardless of if it's at school in a team like this or in the line at the bank, wherever it is, whenever you meet a person, they could be going through something like that. So just spreading joy and trying to help people meet them where they're at is kind of what drives and motivates me. It's why I started as a psych major. It's why I do beach body and try to help people get healthier. Um, is really just being helpful and helping people find joy and find themselves. Um, something I could work on. I'm really a big perfectionist, so when I work on something, I will sit there and do the same thing over and over until I get it perfect, which can hold me back from other things that I could be working on and doing. So that is something that I could work on. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that's probably my biggest struggle and my biggest downfall is trying to do everything perfectly and have it be perfect. And I'm a very big planner. I'm super type A, uh, but starting around December, I started having some scary health issues. And so it kind of threw me for a loop again of you can't always have a plan and think, okay, this is the exact plan. This is the way life's going to go, whether it's business or whatever it is. Um, life will throw you for a loop. And so that leads me into my strength. I think I'm really resilient. And I think going through so much, um, in my own health and just in life in general, I think everyone can kind of attest to it is 
you're going to get knocked down. And if you fall down seven times, you stand up eight and always just getting back and doing what you can. And I was commuting from Atlanta to Milledgeville for the first three months of my college career. I, or my senior end of college career. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I was going to even make it to this point. And so I'm really proud of myself for that resilience and the valleys will shape you. And I think that that's an important thing in business and life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is uh, 100% true. We're not formed by the successes were formed by the failures. Absolutely. And uh, that's why I stress that the disadvantages are actually your advantages from the lessons you learn. So I gave Avery a little more time to think about his answer. Better be good. Okay. (laughs) So really what motivates me is creating a happy and healthy lifestyle for myself, but also for others in uh, reaching out to people and building relationships because I think, you know, having that sense of community is something that uh, is really could be a great source of happiness for people. I know you hear a lot about a lot of stories about very successful people, and I'm using air quotes right now, that have a lot of money but are not happy at all. So um, I think something that I bring to the table is I'm very level-headed. I try to bring a positive attitude every day to where everyone I meet, I want them to leave thinking uh, that they have that I have impacted them in some way, even if, if I just put a smile on their face for a quick second or two. I'm just always trying to make people happy. And I think that my level-headedness and my cool demeanor of sorts uh, has helped me out with that. Um, something that I can improve on is my organization. I'm not as not super organized. I know a lot of guys aren't. Uh, and maybe just my... Uh, just my motivation to get out there and to create things that are in my are in my head. I have a lot of ideas, and I just <laughs> I just kind of think, oh, maybe I'll do that one day, and I never do it. So that's definitely something that I could improve on. And then what was the third part? That was it. Oh, that was it. You got okay. all of them. Two points. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm gonna since you just mentioned, I'm gonna mention it to all of you. Sure. Always carry a notebook around, and this is not a notebook you share with anyone. Right. You can take notes in it when you're in a meeting or something, but always have a notebook on you, and don't do this on your phone. Do it actually handwrite it, and here's why: because when you handwrite something, it actually becomes part of your memory and your subconscious. Right. So ideas, you know, pull over the side of the road take the time. I encourage all of you to do this is write down your ideas and take the time every so often to look back through it. Even if it's a year later or something, check back where you are and also know where you are now. So when you look back three months from now, you know how far you've come. And so organization is a funny thing. And you know, if you looked at my desk, you would think I'm the most unorganized person ever, but you know, some people are organized on paper. Some people are organized on the calendar. Some people are organized in, the, mm-hmm. in their head. Mm-hmm. And you just need to find the one that works for you. Right. Because I don't have, I was going to say, I don't have any kind of planner or anything like no, that. I somehow time. just think of it. I just store it in my head and I somehow get everything done. I never relate to anything. And well, and I'm the same way. Actually, my memory is my biggest quality and Deborah gets so mad you're like you remember everything dates and times and and whatever so on one part of my life it's a disadvantage because I can't forget anything on another part it's a huge advantage because I've trained my memory that I can remember notes and people's names and and get things through that's why I had you guys write down their names because as I say it I can visualize it and, and now I can see you so it becomes part of my memory as the repetition and goes whatever. And that's part of it also. And that's also part of why I use Justin in the name because at first I wasn't going to, but it's so easy for people to use my name on the podcast because they know who they're with. So I gain that personal relationship with them right away. And, and, you know, and I want them to have it. And also 
it's kind of funny because I did it because it's like Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five or Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. It's like here I'm the main act, but I also get Tito and Jermaine and, and whatever else, all the other Jackson brothers, like you guys to be on the podcast. So it was a kind of a play on words, but needless to say, I'm like, my ego is a little bit like playing around with this. <laughs> and uh, like you said, you and Deborah are the only personalities that listeners will hear every single show. And yeah. so that's an important thing for them and mm-hmm. you know, being able to come back and hear a familiar voice every single episode rather yeah. than and the, you know the number one podcast is actually joe well, why am i drawing a blank joe rogan joe rogan yeah and it's hit the joe rogan experience and so while he's obviously famous now and he makes about seven million dollars a year in advertising just wow. on his podcast yeah but he used his name why because he's the personality so i don't I think what they did is great, so I'm not bashing it. I, mean, I think it's courageous, but we just talk a little bit about it. And I talk to you guys about it and writing ideas down. But I also really want to emphasize that you are your brand. Yeah. Every day of your life, you market yourself. Yeah. And from here on out, while you're graduating, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have known then more because I would have been building my brand better from day one. I just waited too long to do it. So. Right. You could have all of you could have way more success than me. All of you could be have more personal success, more wealth, and all of that. And not only in money, but in life. And you just start now and start thinking about it now, seriously. Because that's not saying don't have fun. That's just saying, what am I doing every day to build my brand of who I am? You know. So heather last yeah here we go um yeah so i think what really motivates me in life is my faith um i'm a christian and i believe that jesus died for our sins i really try to live that out um spreading the love of jesus in everything i do um my life verse is colossians 317 which says and whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him so Literally, whatever I do, I try to have that um, in the forefront of my mind, and I clearly don't do it perfectly in life. But as far as like school, I try to apply it to doing my best in every class I've done. And um, then for Etsy, I put a Bible verse in every wallet, and I have gotten feedback on that. People are like, this has meant so much to me. I keep it in there all the time. Um, now on my business card, I have Bible verses on the back that people really love. So yeah, I would say like my faith is really what motivates me. Um, Yeah, and I just think it's something that's so important because it's not directly related to business, but it's something that um, is a personal goal or a personal thing I have, which can show in the business um, side of my life. And so I want to touch on the faith part, but I want to quick ask you because I forgot, what type of products are your favorite products that you produce on handmade items by HLC. You got it. You got the name. Yeah, Yeah, it's a long way. Yeah, so I actually only make like two or three different styles right now. Um, So I make like little wallets that you can put your ID in. You can like clip your keys to it. You can put change in the back, change in the front. Then I make a slightly larger one for different cell phone sizes. And um, it's really cool because people message me like, all the time on Etsy, like, hey, can you make one that's, like, twice this big, or can you make one that's, like, half an inch smaller? Can you, like, make these tiny little adjustments? I mean, people do that all the time, and I will respond, like, right away, Um, because that's part of, like, you know, trying my best. I'm always, like, communicating with customers and things like that, like, all the time during the week. And then um, I've really seen how God's blessed me in my life, because, I mean, like, Etsy's been a wonderful community. Um, People have such positive feedback that they leave on reviews, and, um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's been good. So I want to talk about that yeah. a little bit. So let me go into the faith thing. So we mm-hmm. obviously all know Chick-fil-A. Yes. So we know they're closed on Sunday. So it's a company led by faith. And so he stayed true to his entrepreneurial heart and, and what was true to him. So I encourage you to always do that. The CEO of Popeyes was is also from Georgia and a very religious person and has a lot of faith in Christianity. And so I think there's a balance there. So I do. I think that's beautiful that you said that. And what I also want to point out, and again, as I pick a lesson from each of you guys and um, want to make sure you get to class on time, <laughs> is that you 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 customize things for people. You're not, this is the only product I have, take it or leave it. Right. And that I encourage all of you. And in, in nutrition, the same thing, everyone's, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you already know, but everyone's different. Everyone's Absolutely. body's different. Everyone's body reacts differently. And in your next adventure and going in, I think you should take what you've learned from what we're doing on the podcast. You have a marketing plan. Right. You have multiple marketing presentations you've heard. You know, find something. Maybe it is sports, but find something that's true to you mm-hmm. that that you like about sports or statistics that's different than everyone else's. That's, that's really true to you because I really... I got to be honest, most of the sports shows out there, I don't even listen to anymore because they're all the same. I, know. I got tired of hearing all the same thing. And I'm like, ESPN did great when they did things and they do the countdowns, but they've been doing it for 30 years now. And so it's boring. Right. And I agree. so, you know, with that being said, always keep it changing, keep it different. And uh, I thank you guys, really. You guys did an amazing job, and thank, thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Justin. Yeah, really and, appreciate um, it. Um, you all, and you all have my email and my cell yes. phone. Of course. And yeah, so yeah. please reach out. I'm serious. I love the phone. So okay. you can text me before you call if you're worried about if I have time. But pick up the phone and call me. I Relationships and mentoring, like, I don't care if you just want to touch base. Like, I'm bored. I'm driving in a car. I just wanted to talk for a second like let i can help you guys seriously and i'm willing to pass it on and my goals are different than your parents or your professors or whatever really my goal is to help you live to your individual potential and potential in, in the future and as whether it's your family or it's your business or whatever i've navigated enough and had enough success and enough failures where i can be someone to sound more i'm not always going to have the right answer but i can certainly you know, give you advice if you'd like to, or just be a sounding board if you don't want advice or a safe place to just communicate about something if you need to talk about it out loud and you don't need an answer. So I'm offering that as a mentor to Thank all you, you guys. I so, really appreciate it. And yeah. I have quite a bit of with health and nutrition background. Awesome. So, and I have had businesses and, okay. and brands and stuff like that. And once owned a professional sports team that really? focused wow. on health and nutrition. Wow. And, um, and so in a very small league, a startup that lasted, that didn't do well, but I did have two years of experience in it and in that, and I do still CrossFit and have numerous contacts and stuff like that. And nutrition is a big part of my life. And one of our daughters is a big CrossFitter and weightlifter. And so I offer that as well. And, uh, Deborah loves all of that. So, you know, definitely be in touch um, with you guys. It's it's fun, and I know a lot about sports as as both an athlete myself and being a professional ath- owner of being a owner of a professional sports team. You know, I, I had a lot of experiences in that matter, and know a lot of people. So, 
you know, please mm-hmm. reach out. And when it comes to the internet and Etsy, love Etsy. Uh, Deborah is a big fan. And but I know marketing, I know advertising online is one of the first businesses I ever did outside of food. Actually, the first business I did were mowing lawns and fields as a kid. I learned <laughs> how to be an entrepreneur doing that, and then I learned how to do fruit stands and organics when it was first booming. But when I got to college, I was like you guys. I needed to do something else. Also, I played mm-hmm. soccer, like I told mm-hmm. you guys about before the podcast. I was going to school, but I also started an online business selling electronics. Really? Oh, so awesome! Uh, which the internet was just beginning then. It was 1998. So just throw it back back there where we still were dialing up. We were Actually, like my school had a Cat Five line, which was one of the only schools to do it. <laughs> and I was wow. also making money in other ways too. So and and playing soccer, so I was managing a big schedule, and there were some ups and downs. So yeah. I learned the hard way too, but. You know, be willing to fall, and sometimes you fall, and like Elena said, get back up, and Fail it's going to hurt. Yeah. And, you know, Lyme disease, I had a roommate from college that had Lyme disease really? and stuff like that, so I know the struggle, and it's tough. Um, I don't know it personally, so I can't relate on a personal level, but I can, I've can. i seen it. So, And growing up on a horse farm, Lyme's disease was a big thing, oh, yeah. and a lot of people got it, and, and so... You know, I encourage all of you to reach out um, and talk to me about anything. And I don't judge. I don't find that any negativity is necessary, even if you make a mistake. Even if you want advice on how to talk to someone or are worried about something, I encourage you to be honest. That's always going to be my motto because honesty is the best thing possible. And I've learned that in business, that being straightforward with people, setting real expectations and setting real delivery dates is important. So... Thank you guys again, Thank audience. Thank you so much. This is Justin, Thank the you Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. No, you're all good. <laughs> um, you can reach me at justin.bizarro at gmail.com, B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O, since so everyone can spell it. And uh, <laughs> thank you guys again for coming in. Seriously, yeah, thanks for having us on. Anytime. Yes. And uh, I'm going to have you guys back on one of these days. So we're going to have a little reunion here. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Thank thanks, you. Justin.